from PRX. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster. While you're not hearing this at the beginning of the new year, this is my first intro recording of 2020. And if I had 2020 vision, I would tell you that uh, you, you could you, every, make every year New Year's Day, really. Uh, you could start fresh whenever you want. I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, and I could talk about it forever and ramble and say, well, you know, here's a thought about New Year's. Uh, but I'll save that for the intro because uh, that's what I do. And then later in the episode, when I talk about other stuff, because uh, it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And here's a couple of ways we're able to keep this podcast for free for everybody. All right, everybody, it's time for you to check out a podcast. If you haven't checked it out yet, it's called The Science of Happiness. And recently I was on a guest of The Science of Happiness. It was my second time on the show. Absolutely amazing. More new doorways, new auditory pathways were opened up to me. So you got to check it out on every episode of The Science of Happiness. A guest, in this case, your friend Scoots, uh, tries a practice uh, to improve their well-being in some way. And then they talk about their experience uh, with host uh, Dacker Keltner, who's a psychologist at UC Berkeley. I don't know. I feel like we have a really good connection. Unbelievable listener and interviewer. And just always makes it fun and enlightening. Where I say, huh, I like this. And then Dacker kind of explains, oh, yeah, like, uh, well, this is the science behind it. And this is the science of uh, how it, it like can help with your well-being. So for this episode, I tried listening to recordings of birdsong to help me wind down for bed. According to science, it helps with stress and anxiety, which you'll hear more about in this episode. But you're really going to love it. Uh, you really had a great conversation. I always love going on the show. So if you want to learn more about how science can help you live a happier and more easeful life, check out the Science of Happiness podcast. I'm going to link it to the episode I was in in the show notes. So check it out or check it out in your podcast of choice, Science of Happiness. And then reach out. Let me know. Have you tried out birdsong? I want to hear about your experience with birdsong in IRL birdsong and recordings. So reach out and check that out in your podcast app of choice, the Science of Happiness podcast. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody, you're going to want to hear about tonight's sponsor because it's a new way to listen to sleep with me in bed. I don't know how you're listening to the podcast right now. You know, you may have some earbuds stuck in your ears, which you lose in the middle of the night. Maybe you have a bedside speaker. Maybe you're playing it right on your phone speaker. It's keeping your partner awake. However you're listening, you're probably listening in a way that wasn't designed for bedtime. So now imagine for a second, you're snuggled up in bed, totally relaxed, your ear nuzzled deep in your comfy pillow, and you're hearing Scooter's voice played back to you. No painful earbuds, no tangled wires, just total comfort in the sounds you love. Well, imagine it no more. This is exactly what tonight's sponsor is here to help with, and it's called the Sleep Bar. The Sleep Bar is an advanced under-pillow speaker that turns your pillow into the comfiest earphone ever. It has a customizable shutdown timer, a huge battery that lasts multiple nights, and bone conduction audio that won't wake your partner. 
It's perfect for sleep with me. It's got everything you need to transform your bedtime listening. And they've given our listeners a limited number of 20% off codes. So head to Dusker.com. That's D-U-S-K-E-R.com. Dusker. And enter the code SLEEPWITHME20 to claim yours. That's one word, SLEEPWITHME20, at Dusker.com. You got to get one of these. I have tried it out. I bought one of these when I first heard about it. And it is absolutely amazing. Perfect for sleep with me. Perfect for when you're sharing your bed or your room with somebody and they don't want to hear your audio. Uh, I absolutely love it. So check it out and use that code. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody. It is time to talk about the mattress I sleep in nightly. And tonight's sponsor, Helix, Helix Sleep. Take that quiz at helixsleep.com slash sleep. And oh, how do I love my Helix. And not only do I love my Helix, my family members love their Helix. It just stayed at a family member's house uh, and I saw my uh, nephew Daniel had a Helix. I believe his parents have a Helix Sleep too. So it's just so refreshing to know that I'm not the only one enjoying uh, sleeping on mine. But each one of us is different, right? And that's why Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, uh, including the award-winning Lux Collection and the newly released Helix Elite Collection. There's mattresses for big and tall sleepers, even a mattress made just for kids. And the way you know which mattress is going to be best for you, the way you sleep, and your body is to take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. That's helixsleep.com slash sleep. That personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. And Helix knows you want to get to know your mattress, right? And you get to sleep on it in your own home. They offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. And since everybody's unique and everyone sleeps differently, Helix has different mattress models to choose from, designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. There's models with memory foam for pressure relief if you sleep on your side, responsive foam to cradle your body if you're a stomach or back sleeper. And way back when, when I took that Helix sleep quiz, I got matched with the Helix Dusk. I chose the Helix Dusk Lux. You know, I sleep on my stomach. I sleep on my side. I like to be cool. I love this mattress. Anytime I travel... I'm counting the days to get home and get in my Helix bed. And Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash sleep. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. That's helixsleep.com slash sleep. Thanks, everybody. All right, it's time for the Sleepy Supporter Zone. And I wanted to thank Joan, who supported Feels. Joan really loved the delivery and the packaging and the presentation. Shared with me some pics on Instagram. Uh, so thank you, Joan, for supporting Feels. The Sleepy Supporter Zone is a little bit uh, more higher-paced part of the show at the beginning uh, because I'm so excited about the listeners who go out of their way to support the sponsors so we could keep this podcast free for everybody. So if you're like Scoots, you know, that, let me go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sponsors and let me check out Fields, let me check out KiwiCo, Grove, uh, and then just tag the sponsor when you support them. Uh, you know, share a pic picture or something with them and me. Let them know how you heard about them. And then I could try to thank you in the sleepy supporter zone like Joan. Uh, keeping the podcast for free for everybody. And now it is time... Uh, to start slowing it down. Now, Mystery Bard, a lot of people help out in this show. You and some other people, who are they? This posty poster song sounds like an earful. Wrote the theme song. 
Carl W. the legend. Kenny Scotty and Jennifer. Eric and the team that is down there on the website. I am the mystery bar. I do the lullaby so I'm making a podcast. Writing songs. It's called As It Happens. Song the day. And you can find it. Just search for it. You see the kindness shine straight on through when the listeners form their own Facebook group. Keith, Stacy, Sarah, Julie, and Jennifer. These are your moderators. Get support, dear Scooter, on Patreon. Buy the merch and support the sponsors. You can find anything you want at sleepwithmepodcast.com. And we're so proud. Thanks, Mr. Bard. I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter and Instagram. It's a great way to find me. And what do you say we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it, we do it, with, a, we do it with a bedtime story. I don't know what word I almost we do it with the bedtime story. I think I just slipped on with. Uh, hey, that could be part of the intro. Uh, we do it with a bedtime story. I guess because usually I say it fast, we do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do uh, is uh, try to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts you're thinking about, or, you know, running through your brain. Uh, it could be past, present, or future ones. Uh, they could be, you know, they don't have to be running. But usually they could be fidgeting, too. They're usually doing stuff to get your attention. Thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, you know, any emotions that are coming up or, you know, re- remnants of the day or physical sensations. It could be changes in time or temperature or schedule. All those things impact me. Holy moly. Uh, that temperature, you know, that's one thing that definitely throws me off. Or, you know, and travel. Don't mix temperature and travel. They seem to go together. Because, every, you know, here's the thing. Here's a truism I, I've never said before. Wherever you travel, there's temperature. It could be it could be any kind of temperature. That part's not on the um, cross stitch, but uh, uh, the cross stitch would be wherever you travel. There's temperature. You can find it at uh, 99 cent stores and clearance centers near you in the future. Uh, but uh, yeah, the rest would be because you know every place has a certain temperature. It, it may be different than the temperature you're used to. And more than likely, it's probably not your you know, ideal temperature. And you may be traveling, and then you say, "Well, I can't, can't, you know, I, I don't have the 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 rights to the, the thingamajig that you press to change it, you know." Or you say, "Well, you know, like like you say, well, we're, you know, if you're sharing a room with somebody, you say, holy mackerel." Uh, uh, so those are reasons I can't sleep. So whatever is keeping you awake, it could be any of those things. It could be specifically that, you know, it could be traveling, could be temperature. It could be what I was slipping on. What did I say? What a word did I slip on? Thus or something. Uh, and uh, so whatever is keeping you awake, I'm here to take your mind off of that. What I'm going to do 
is a have a nice, a safe place to set aside here. Oh boy, G- gosh, goodness, uh, goodness gracious, great gobs of a uh, safe place. Uh, do I have, uh, you know, spaced out here? So I have a safe place. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Uh, tonight, extra creaky, you know, we've got get an extra dose of creaky. Creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. And what those means, so let me, just in case you're new, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Uh, so creaky dulcet tones is kind of the sound of my voice. It's uh, you say it's somewhat soothing, but not totally soothing. And I think, it, like you say, well, why does that work for some people, Scoots? Why do you think it's creaky dulcet tones? You know, why can't I fall asleep to that dulcet, uh, the dulcet uh, delight show? Uh, you know, every single night. Why? You know, why did I find that that one I just couldn't sleep to? I said, well. You know, maybe it's just that it's too smooth. You see, then your brain says, "Wow, this while you're relaxing to those smooth tones of the dulcet delights." Uh, let me bring up all this other stuff. Where creaky dulcet tones are a little bit more rough around the edges, a little bit more human, if you will. I mean, like a on the strong side of fallible. You know, no one ever says that in those movies. They say, "Well, I like my," you know. I don't think you could call him a hunk, but I like my, uh, I like my sleep podcast with a heavy, like a, 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 a double side, a double side of fallible in ability to be incomprehensible, barely comprehensible. So that may be why the creaky dulcet tones work. If you're new, you might say, I don't know about these creaky dulcet tones. I say, well, that's what most listeners said the first time they listened. Uh, and so creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, that's kind of self-explanatory. They're pointed. I mean, they're, they're there with a purpose. I don't know what that means. I would definitely never have any pointed meanders in this podcast or near your bed. I always go with the sleep podcast. Now, a lot of you are younger, so you won't know, remember this, uh, and you'll laugh at this uh, once upon a time, this was right, right when I became like, there was a time, I think in the eighties and maybe the seventies, uh, when they had these things called waterbeds, which you, 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 I don't think you can even buy them anymore because insurance companies said, uh, finally they would like, it was basically like, you know, an aerobed, right? Everybody can, or an air mattress, like the ones that look like a mattress, you fill it up in your living room or your parents' living room when you're visiting them. Uh, so imagine that, but it was filled with water. That's like, but it, then it's in a bed frame, like a regular bed. And very few people had them. Like you'd go over, like you knew when you had a new friend. Uh, it w- I guess, it, the, like I never, like you'd go over to their house and they'd say, you, you say, well, what do you, you want to do? Play with some toys, uh, run around in your yard. And inevitably in the conversation would come up that they, their parents had a waterbed. And the next thing you know, you'd be in there. And it was like sleeping on a wave. I don't think, I think like it was a generally considered, uh, I don't know. I never slept in a waterbed. I've lied in them. You would lie in it and it would literally have waves. Uh, and I think they're associated with like, uh, um, 
you know, people that would have like an open shirt with chest hair and, uh, and like a lot of like, like, a I don't know, like a seventies vibe thing of like, uh, yay, uh, ch- chitty bang bang. If you know what I mean? It, like, but, but, uh, I just remember it, w- it was just like the most mesmerizing thing to a kid. And now thinking about it in the history of things, you say, well, that was a, wasn't, you know, it wasn't the strangest things you, you, you people have done. And I could see for like a sleep with me live show, waterbeds would be pretty good. Though they're probably heavy and they were known to leak. I think that was the main downfall. One, probably wasn't great for uh, sleeping in the end. Except you could warm, I think you could warm them up. So you could lie in bed and you could say, warm it up, Chris, if your partner was named Chris or they knew that reference. Uh, and they might say, I'm about to. And they would dial it up. Now you could use some products like the the, the sponsor we had, uh, Chili Sleep Systems or something. But, uh, yeah, you, it was like sleeping on a wave. Uh, I don't know what my point is or how that even came up. Really, I have no clue. So I'm just pausing. It was, it, it was a pointless meander. It was. I said, oh, okay, this is my waterbed thing. I had to explain what a waterbed was. Uh, uh, because I guess when I, the reason I don't have pointed meanders is because I always assume you're listening in waterbed, even though very few people probably are. I mean, the podcast is big enough that I know someone is in a waterbed listening and I salute you, no doubt about it. And I hope when you're, if you have a child and they have friends over, the first thing they do after they say, okay, well, let's go in my room. We can look at my toys for a little while. And they said, well, actually, my parents have a bed that's like, a, like, here's another thing I noticed. Uh, I don't know if these two things are associated, but people that had water beds always had a maid. So if you, if you lived in a home with a water bed, your parents were also the kind of people that made their bed. So that's interesting as well. I don't know. We got to get, I don't know if I, like any anthropologist would ever want to work with me on any of these issues, but, uh, you know, one day. I don't know any 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 uh, outer space systems that are listening into this podcast. Start your research on that. It's going to yield results. Okay, so where was I? Pointless meander, superfluous changes. If you're new, I went off topic pretty early there. So structurally, pod, this is a podcast uh, that uh, has a weird structure. Starts off with business. That's how we keep it free for everybody. Then there's an intro, which is around twelve to eighteen minutes long. Uh, where I just natu- I start to introduce the podcast and I go off topic, just like a wave in a waterbed. You should Google it. I mean, I'll try to put it in the show notes. Uh, I really wish I, if I had, you know, if I had a mansion, I would have a waterbed room, and maybe we could just build it on like a, some a room with great drainage, uh, or maybe in like if I had a. Here's a here's another idea, another free idea for businesses that will give me a lifetime of uh, free visits. And this one's a legit, like a legit good idea. I mean, not like my other ones that I've given away for free. Is So there's a lot of cabanas or a thing. I've never rented one. I looked at the price of renting a cabana once at a pool, and I said, I'm sorry, what? what? Like it's uh, hotel rooms less than that. Uh, but I will say, especially if you have the cement and you're at a pool anyway, Oh, I guess you like. I guess you could. It would be risky, right? My my brain that handles the uh, 
the, uh, the supervision part said, well, yeah, I don't think you should put any beds in cabana scoots. Uh, and I said, why? Then you could sleep in a waterbed. And it said, well, y- you could. And I said, oh, okay. I'm just thinking of my use at a cabana in a bed. I just lie there in the waterbed looking at the water. I don't know. It'd be something unique. Maybe those, well, not in those Las Vegas pools. You're right. Because, uh, but maybe at a water park, uh, you could say, yeah, our cabanas, our VIP cabanas have water bed. Maybe a water lounge. You could just call it a water lounge. Uh, and you say, if you have the water lounge in there, you can't close the curtains. Uh, so anyway, I guess that's a, like, it's just a free idea anyway. But, but I mean, it, uh, if anybody has any free cabana coupons, send them my way because uh, that would be cool. Okay, so where was I? Oh, structure the show. So there's an intro. Intro, if you're new, it can it can throw new listeners off because it kind of doesn't go anywhere. People are like, when is the podcast going to start? What are you talking? This is where you ease into bedtime because uh, most beds aren't like a waterbed. I think that was one of the appeals of the waterbed. It's all ease. Like once you're in a waterbed, you know it, uh, and you don't got to get comfortable. You're just comfortable. Until you realize you're on a, in a waterbed, and then probably around minute 10, you're like, how am I going to sleep in here? And then the person says, you know, hey, whatever. So uh, they say, well, I got a bed for sleeping in the, so this is the cabana bed. Okay, so oh, so the intro could just kind of goes, it doesn't go anywhere. It's to help you get ready for bed, ease into bed. Then there's a story. Tonight it'll be a recap of the TV show The Mandalorian, but it'll be really uh, uh, indirect and meandering, and I'll go off topic. So if you haven't seen the show, uh, it might spoil it for you, but I don't think it will because you won't really remember. You say, what was Scoots talking about? Was he talking about that Jedi robes don't look very, they look like they could be a little scrapey and not comforting? But then he says, Obi-Wan, you know, and they say, maybe he talked about that. Did he compare Jedi robes and bathrobes? And and then says, what's the difference? And then he said, well, Obi-Wan once said, this is my working robe. That's my robe robe. Uh, And then he said, what is it? Then he scoots and made up a joke right in the middle of it. He said, what is Obi-Wan? What did Obi-Wan say to Doc Brown when they got to the nudist colony? What did Doc Brown, and then he said, robes? We don't need any robes or something like that. Where we're going, oh, when they were packing. There you go. I backed my way into that joke. Uh, Also, what were Doc Brown and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi doing together? They're best friends. Uh, That was like a fan fiction I wrote where Doc Brown searched the universe for a new best friend. Uh, settled on Obi-Wan, long, long, long ago, galaxy far, far away, Doc Brown can get there. And uh, then he said, yeah, well, well, what would you want to do? He said, well, I'm feeling constricted uh, by the Force and all these rules about being a Jedi and stuff. Uh, This was young Obi-Wan. And he said, well, he goes, that Qui-Gon, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn's like, uh, he's so holy cow. I I got a vacay coming up, though, bestie. Uh, what do you think we should do? Because I'd like to go see those shopping malls you've been telling me about. And then Dyke Brown said, well, no, we're going to go check out this place where we don't wear any clothes. 
And they said, okay, let me start packing my robes. And he said, robes, where we're going, you don't need any robes. So that one didn't take too long to figure out. And that's what, so that would be what to expect in the episode coming up uh, uh, one day when I get there. So it's a show to put you to sleep and take your mind off stuff. It's a little bit different than any other podcast, even sleep podcasts and sleep medicate, meditations. Uh, because I'm a bit goofy, as clearly you, you've seen. And uh, so it's kind of more supposed to be like a friend keeping you company as you drift off. Uh, usually I get to, at least I get like a, a little bit more concise with these intros, but that was an interesting little journey we went on. I mean, I'd like to be on that other journey, except for the, like the column, like I'd just like to be, I'd like to have uh, uh, Doc Brown take me to hang with uh, Obi-Wan. So anyway, I guess I'm glad you're here. Uh, I, like I work very hard, believe it or not, if you're new, but I, I really do because I've been there in the deep, dark night, tossing and turning, and I greatly yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. So thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep this podcast free for everybody. All right, everybody, it is time to talk about tonight's sponsor, ZocDoc. And we all know, right, there's things in your life you don't want to compromise on. Like if you're looking for an apartment, you don't want to have a loud upstairs neighbor who like does clogging or tap dancing or plays the drums. And you do probably want something with good parking that's walkable. But when it comes to your health, there's no compromise. You don't want to go back to a doctor that you feel like isn't listening, that's scrolling on their phone, reading the news. You're like, hey, I'm talking about this thing. It's important to me. I want to be heard. The only reason you're with them is because they were assigned to you or they were the only doctor you could find that took your insurance. Well, there's an alternative, ZocDoc. It's a place where you can find and book doctors who make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So there's literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book Book them immediately. You don't have to wait on hold with a receptionist. All the docs have verified reviews from actual real patients. And we're talking about booking appointments with tens of thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed, credible doctors and specialists. And I've tried ZocDoc. I've looked for eye doctors on there. I love hearing from listeners who move to new areas, get new insurance, or are just looking for that no-compromise solution. So I've used it before. Tons of listeners have. You should check it out, too. So go to ZocDoc.com slash sleep and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com. Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash sleep. That's ZocDoc.com slash sleep. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody. I want to thank Clariton, tonight's sponsor, for supporting this episode and provide me with some samples. You know, I suffer from seasonal allergies. Not only do they get in the way of me living my life, they get in the way of me making this podcast to put you to sleep. Because when those allergies are really kicking in, I sound weird and I do not feel good at all. 
Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. The double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And that's what I like about Claritin D. It covers all those bases. For me, I love the relief from the runny nose and the sinus pressure. Holy cow. Those two things combined. I'm I'm like the the worst two symptoms I have at the exact same time. So I love the relief uh, Claritin brings. And I've been taking Claritin D this spring for this allergy season. And it's been a a game changer because I can go out on my runs and on my trail runs and not have to worry about, am I going to be able to record the podcast tomorrow because my nose is running and my sinuses are clogged? Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody, we're talking about the last episode of the Mandalorian and the latest episode, not the last one. Second to last, actually, of the Mandalorian. It starts with a recap. Code, IG unit, uh, be in my crew. Nope, thanks, peace out. Kara, client, large bounty, small package. Okay, Werner, Werner, keep it to yourself. uh, also playing ball hide and seek. Uh, and then the episode opens, uh, that's my, you know, my quick, quick recap. Uh, let me make sure my, uh, subtitles are on here so I can capture some of the dialogue while we go through this, uh, against the guild code here, Mando's looking at the ball hide and seek with the uh, Troopers of Storms, oh so wrapped up, oh so cute wrapped up. And now the title screens are playing. Uh, and then the episode eventually will open here in space. Uh, Mando's ship, the Razor Crest, as we, as we, you know, I should know, but I always forget. Uh, also, I, you know, I'm not doing this research, but I said, is it the brand of the ship? Is it, ra- oh, that's Razor Crest brand. A ship that can't be detected, Razorcrest, uh, or is it the name of the ship? Uh, old Razorcrest is named after Old Razorcrest, that salty space pirate uh, whose uh, crest on its head was so, uh, you know, like you could you could shave on it. That's why we called him Old Razorcrest. Also, was very young, though he looked old. He was one of those beings. Uh, a bit like Oso, but different. Uh, but it opens in space. Oso's sleeping cute in a new bassinet, or uh, I guess it's not a bassinet. I'd like to listen to a podcast. I guess this is a, this podcast, a podcast of stuff Oso sleeps in. He gets a message from Grief Cargus. I guess these are one-way messages, uh, like a late-delivered voicemail. Like a like a video, a FaceTime, but they don't. They're not two way. I mean, here's one thing that would, I just thought of. It would get on my nerves. If you if you had to send somebody a message, you got to stand up every time because Grief Cargus is standing up. Uh, 
He'd say, oh, man, I got to send Mando a message. I just don't. I'm sitting here on the couch. I know I got to get up and stand in front of the camera. I wish I, I wish I had that camera brought droid. You know, I got that droid that can do it for me. Especially one with that ring that makes everybody look good. Ring light. Uh, but he says, hey, surprise. He goes, son, have I got a little story to tell? What you thought was a leader of your uh, your guild is, uh, is still kicking it. You must be too if you're watching this. Uh, a lot has happened. You got we got some despotic rule going on, and we, we, we really messing stuff up, and uh, we can't get close to him. It's that Werner, and I got one last commission for you, buddy. Worth your while, you know, you've been successful so far. And in return, you know, you and the child will get to do whatever you want. Here's my proposition. But B-A-I-T, though. We got some loyal guild members ready to help out. Men of honor. Or man of, oh, no, maybe he says you're a man of honor. He says, go to the, go there, check it out. Uh, you and the child uh, will be cleared. Oh, for a man of honor, she may not be forced to live in exile. Await your arrival with optimism. Uh, look at, he looks at the sleeping Oso. He's thinking, he looks over his shoulder. Oh, he's so cute and sleepy with his orange button. And he thinks for a while, turns his head again, clicks some buttons, makes, you know, makes a decision clearly. And the ship starts moving. Space, uh, title, oh, the title. Then we get the title after the Razor Crest goes by in space. Uh, the Reckoning, Chapter 7. And this is kind of what we've been waiting for. This uh, next, like, a t- five to ten minute sequence. We see a swamp planet, Razor Crest. Uh, uh, then we cut to the kebab and noodle bar. And, uh, Cara Dune is having this ribbon. There's, there must be this new competition. It's like a ribbon dance. You know what ribbon dancing is? It's when you dance with ribbons. Usually they're attached by a stick. Uh, and it's a form of dance. Uh, actually, I think it's even in the Olympics as a part of uh, gymnastics. Now, this one takes place in a kebab and noodle bar, so a little bit more gritty, gritty noodle. N- n- not no- actually, maybe it was noodle dance. Oh ribbon noodles so it's not just ribbon dancing it's a ribbon noodle dancing dance off uh where they use the ribbons uh in a competitive way so she's doing that against a dude who looks a bit like an ankylosaurus uh is crest like a dino that's what i put originally mando and oso roll in like uh two two swag like two swaggerers uh they say G- give us a couple glow drinks uh, g- heavy on the glow cu- cubes light on the booze and they say what up dune and she says what up with it and uh, they say, she says i'm laying low here and then the g- g- guy she had the ribbon noodle dance off with she says come back soon uh, and he goes, I got this big reward thing. Uh, yeah, you want to work with me? She goes, no, I can't. I'm on, uh, everybody's on the lookout for me. And uh, you can't do it. Uh, you got to stay low, just like you said. Uh, you know, 
uh, I got history. He goes, a handsome, re- what about a handsome reward? And I don't mean money, you know, hubba hubba. She goes, what? I'm not in the mood, dude. Get to the point. Uh, and I also don't need to deal with any local warlords. He goes, oh, no, it's imperial. And she says, I'm in. And then we see a map. Uh, what does it say? Contact. No, let me. Oh, so she's talking. Karen, uh, she, she goes, you, your contact need to vet me? Amanda goes, no, doesn't know you're coming. She goes, that's going to be a problem. He goes, well, his problem, not mine. Also likes that line. Then they go down to the work station. He goes, take your pick. Uh, uh, pick one. She goes, is he up all right up there alone, like a baby that's always getting into stuff? Uh, he says, oh, yeah. Then she says, uh, hey, will you trust your contact? And he, he goes, no. Then at 712, do yourself a gigantic favor and use these time codes because at 712, you're in for a surprise. Uh, right around 712. Now it's, oh, 705, actually. Oh, wow. It goes on for a while. They zoom in. At first, at 705, it's in the background. Oso pops Oso's head down to check on the adults and like, and then starts trying to drive the car. Uh, so before misbehaving, Oso knows enough to check. Uh, so then Oso's trying to drive the ship. Uh, and Kara says, do I need to state the obvious? We need somebody to watch him. Uh, you know anyone you trust? He goes, huh, yeah. Actually, we just happen to be on our way there anyway. And then we see a kind of a desert badlands planet. Music's playing. We see our favorite beasts of burden. And I'm not talking about the stones. I'm talking about those creatures. Who's, you know, I'll remember their names in a minute. You see our favorite windmill spinning around like a pinwheel. You look at that windmill and then you know you found the right farm, the right outpost. Uh, again, they say, what up? Uh, and old Nolte says, come on in. Uh, now fla- flailing bin. Uh, what is that? I don't know what that means. See, see, there's, I think it says in it something, a flashing bin. Uh, but they go in his house. He says, geez, that thing hasn't grown much. Uh, and Amanda goes, so it might be a strand cast. He goes, no, 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 not engineered. Uh, it's evolved. It's too ugly. He goes, so what care doing, though? She could be from the side of caves of someplace, Nor- Nor- Norvo or something. Uh, and he goes, uh, he, she was a dropper. And he goes, oh, yeah, I was on the other side. Sorry, but I was conscripted, so... Uh, I had to pay my client's debt. Uh, now I serve no one but myself. And then we have our old favorite IG unit. It says, T anyone? And everyone gets freaked. Uh, like, what the heck? Uh, Mando says, no, 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 this thing's out. And he goes, no, no, I reprogrammed it. Uh, don't worry. And then we have this very poetic like uh, thing. And let me read some of it because it's a flashback. Uh, and he says, geez, in the wake of your visit, uh, it was left behind. And we see, I mean, there's a lot of scavenging to do. Holy moly, you'd make millions. I don't know where those uh, Jawas are right now. Uh, but he says, I found it laying where it fell. Uh, he kind of cradles it. He says, devoid of all uh, non-big farm. 
And he goes, it recovered the floatsome and staked it as my own. Really uh, poetic. I really like that. Uh, and they starts working on it. Uh, goes, a little remained of its neural harness. The reconstruction was quite difficult, uh, but not impossible. Then there's a sequence of the IG unit learning everything from scratch. Uh, uh, something that cannot be taught with a twist of a spanner. Uh, patience, repetition. I wish I had someone to train me like this. Uh, trying to feed the blurgs. So that's what they're called, the blurgs. Uh, day after day, reinforcing its development. I guess this is foreshadowing. Patience and affirmation. So what a good parent. Uh, it developed personality as his experiences grew. And eventually he could pour dinner, uh, oatmeal for the blurg, uh, and move boxes, uh, and, uh, stuff like that, which was great. And now, then now serve tea. Yeah. So the, then they have a stare down because it's still, he goes, no, it's a protector now. Not a, not a looking for people stuff. Uh, Mando and the IG and stare each other down. And it's silence, and then the IG unit says, T, anyone? Anyone? Yeah, then we have an outside sequence with the Mando, and Mando goes, Geez, I, I got a situation. The guy goes, well, why else would you come out here? And, uh, and Mando goes, I want to hire you. He goes, I'm retired. And he goes, I can pay you handsomely. Ugh, not. And he goes, by the way, I got a name. It's Quill, I think. Uh, uh, like almost like Quill, but Quill. He goes, uh, I'm not a babysitter. He goes, I'll reprogram the IG unit for babysitting. And he goes, why don't you like droids anyway? Uh, and he goes, because he goes, he goes, they're not good or bad. They just are natural, neutral reflections of those who imprint them. Mando goes, I don't believe that. Uh, he goes, well, do you trust me? He goes, yeah, I guess so. He goes, then you will trust my work. And he goes, hey, I, oh, this one, he says, IG and I will do it. We'll do it for free because uh, we want to keep it. We like that kid. And he says, none will be free until the old ways are gone forever. So he would join the Khaleesi, man. He's down for breaking the wheel, even though that didn't work out. Uh, he goes, also, blurgs are coming. Amanda goes, you got to be kidding me. He goes, yep, I've spoken. Uh, then they're in space, and I guess they decide to feed the blurgs while they're on autopilot and have an arm wrestling match between uh, Caradoon and Mando uh, while Quill's working. It looks like he's smoking some kind of pipe or something. It, uh, like he's pulling tubes, so like literally pulling tubes at uh, about 1350. But Baby Oso does not like the arm wrestling and lets Cara Dune know about it with mystical hand stuff. Uh, Amanda goes, what are you doing? No, no, no. She's a friend. We were just playing arm wrestling. Uh, uh, he goes, Cara's my friend. And she goes, that's not okay. And then uh, Quill goes, curious. And she goes, curious. Uh, and he goes, this stuff with the mud horn. Now it makes all make sense. He goes, I've heard about this. He goes, uh, she goes, what, in the Empire? He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, well, when I was, yeah, when I was put in the Empire, uh, oh, no, he goes, yeah, I'm free because I worked my way to freedom. Maybe you would know what that is. Uh, 
He goes, I worked three human lifetimes. NIG rolls up silently. He doesn't seem to like Kara's tone. I don't know. I, I was trying to count how many eyes IG unit has. A lot. Uh, Amanda goes, how about a nice crib for this baby? Let's change the subject. Could you pad this floating shipping container I have? Uh, and he goes, I'll fabricate a, fabricate a better one with my hands, uh, with the skill of one's hands. So he gets you send that. Uh, uh, let's see. Then uh, Karen Mando are flying. They say we're going to Navarro. Have you ever been there? Nope. Uh, not a great place. So the uh, city's dug in deep. Uh, no cover. And Empire held it till the end of the war. Uh, Mando goes, yeah. This same. This dude is uh, no insignia, but he's like. Uh, He's some sort of, you know, imperial warlord. Oh, like former officer. Then the IG unit comes, second meal? Do you want it here below? Mando goes, not hungry, dude. I guess he speaks for the royal because Kara doesn't get to eat. Maybe she bailed, though. And he goes, this thing can't go off the ship. He goes, she goes, geez, uh, it's rewired. And he goes, yeah, I don't know. I don't care how much wiring it replaced. It's its nature. And she goes, it's not going to take long. This is going to be easy. Uh, easy easy and quick. I'm going to go eat with the IG unit, by the way. Bye. Mando sits there solo, thinking. Uh, then we, let's see, not hungry. Then we see it's uh, the planet. We land. Grief's standing there with three guild members. Uh, one, the, I think one of the dudes with the big helmets. Uh, uh, the, the Blurgs get off with the three of them on it, which is impressive. Uh, that they, they leaves grief in his crew speechless. Uh, uh, I mean, if you see, Amanda says, this is the first Blurg you saw? I'm a Blurg rider now. On a gr- gray Blurg I ride. Uh, and by the way, you know, we are kind of wanted. Uh, and... Grief says, I walk these dirts. Uh, he goes, anyway, sorry, man. Sorry about everything getting so complicated. Uh, and he goes, introductions are in order, I guess. I thought you were coming by yourself. Uh, he goes, but we all got security now. Uh, and Grief says, uh, the uh, maybe the guild trooper should stay back uh, since she's got tattoos, uh, anti-empire tattoos. And they look at their hackles up. And Amanda says, not a choice, dude. So, uh, uh, Grief says, oh, man, fine, fine. Cover it up, though. And he goes, where's the baby? You want to say hi? Baby loves me. And Mando actually introduces Grief to Oso with a floating, new, fro- new floating pram. NFP, new floating pram. And he goes, holy cow, this kid is cute. Oh, so cute. Wow, now I see what the fuss is about. Precious little creature, he says. Uh, arms open, quiet, fine. Little one, all the fuss. Uh, glad we'll put this uh, matter to rest. The sun drops fast on Navarro, by the way. So let's get through this lava and walk, blurg walk over. Uh, to our campsite and they wrote they use the lava to 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 keep their fire warm which is very intelligent uh 
and a lot of staring down. Uh, babies, Oso's getting fed. And let's see what else. Uh, we see some of the other, we see this is, a, you know, the countryside of this planet has beings on it. I'm surprised they would have such a big dinner, like to have a giant, like it's like they're celebrating even though they're not. Uh, but they're all gathered around working. Uh, feed Oso, like I said. They're kicked back. Actually, uh, Grief's in parlay position at uh, at 2020, 2012. Uh, goes that little biker. Goes they, he goes that must be for some highfalutin menagerie. And Amanda goes, "What's the plan again?" He goes, "Go in, show him the baby, and get out." So that's it. A B C. Amanda goes, "How many?" He goes, "Oh, X Empire four. You know, they're just paid workers. They'll take off. And what if they don't? Well, it goes, I'm their best bet for a new employment. So hopefully they're smart. Uh, no more than four, trust me. And then we have these birds come. And it turns out that uh, Blurg and birds don't get along, which we didn't know. And a couple of the guild members, they have a, a bird objection. Uh, so two Bulbergs go out, uh, Mando almost went out, Oso ends up fine, Grief ends up, uh, he got like a, like a, a, something in his eye and he says, I don't know, man. And Oso rolls up, first Kara tries to fix it, then he, she's like, I don't got the, you know, I don't got enough, uh, light or whatever. So then baby also rolls up and says, well, boozity, boozity, boo. And, uh, I fixed it just for you. But at first there's a little comic relief because grief says he's trying to eat me. Yeah, uh, but he uses the old ET touch. Uh, also I saw an old iPod there. Uh, I don't know if it was on Oso's bassinet or on grief. Uh, then also has to rest. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, that didn't go good. Uh, then the next morning comes, uh, and we do some walking and talking after all that, uh, grief's like, can you believe it? There was something in my eye and that kid did a googly googly goo and it came out, uh, all the way out. And let's see, slow walking, one blur, got a three left. still got the floating pram though. They say, I don't know what's going on. Mando says, keep eyes on it, Kara. Uh, walking, talking, second thoughts. So that's what Mando says, uh, or she says. They walk to the edge, overlooking the town. And Grief says, I guess this is it. And it's a double cross time, but now it's triple cross. Because uh, uh, Grief triple cross is the, the uh, double crossers. I don't know where Blur, the Blurg is uh, in uh, Quill. And he goes, you got a new plan. We were going to double cross you. Uh, I realized that. Uh, you know, but uh, I triple crossed, so I'm back on your side. And so he goes, cover up your stripes. Uh, we'll still go into town. We still got to deal with this. They go, geez, no, no, we should get out of here. And then uh, Quill says, no, let him speak. He goes, you bring the kid in. We still do this plan. You know, you'll be free. Otherwise, you're going to be getting tracked down by the Empire the whole time. You got to deal with this now. Uh, so there's a face down. Oso's watching. 
Uh, and he goes, okay, yeah, just pretend you caught me. Karis works for you. And uh, he goes, uh, we'll do a little fake Rooney. Uh, so he, he says, hey, yeah, let's, uh, let's pretend we caught you and the child. Uh, but Mando says, he goes, no, we got to bring the kid. Mando goes, no way. I got a plan. He goes, Quill, you take the kid, seal yourself in the ship, engage ground, engage ground security protocols. Nothing can get in. And here's the comm link, you know, it's still chapstick thing. And he says, let's do this thing. Uh, he says, goodbye. And they get ready, a, little, a couple of prep shots, everybody getting ready, holding the baby. And they head off, he pats the baby's back. We've got an empty crib, but it's, it's sealed up, which is hilarious. Uh, we watch Oso, watch them go bye-bye. And then we go into town, we see the arch th- that we've seen before. Then we see some speeder bike troopers. Uh, and they're kind of bossy. They demand uh, Grief's chain code. It took two scans to get it to work. He goes, how about that helmet? And the grief goes, no, going on, going on my wall. On your wall, Mando says. Uh, he says, okay. Then we see, uh, we also see uh, grief riding, or uh, uh, Quill riding back to the ship. Uh, let's see, right now they're scanning his chain code. They had to scan it twice to get it to work. Uh, he goes, this scanner's not... Uh, Quite up to date, uh, but uh, he says, "Yeah." Now he's handing his chain code back to him. They start rolling out again. They got to go through town with floating pram. Yeah, getting lots of looks from everybody. And Kara says, "What about?" I tell you, said there'd be four people here. And he goes, "Yeah, with inside, and I didn't mean outside." He goes, "This is you know." And she goes, slip him, slip Amanda his stuff. He goes, maybe later. And she's kind of glaring at him. Uh, Amanda looks at the pram. And now we see uh, the blurred again, Quail and Oso riding back to the ship. And then they roll into the uh, Werner's office. We see the four troopers, uh, which grief brags on. Four troopers, see? And Werner stands, oh, great, good to see you, new armor, eh? Uh, Groove's like, as promised, I got this dude here. Uh, and, you know, Werner says, nice craftsmanship on this uh, armor of yours. Beautiful Beskar, forged by ancestral artisans and uh, elaborate use of alliteration twice, uh, excellent alliteration. He goes, how about a libation, man? Old grief. And he goes, hit me, boss. Uh, So then they go and sit down. uh, And then they say, okay, then more troops come in. And then we get a speech uh, from the old warlord, old Werner. Goes, man, don't you realize the empire is so great? Uh, Improves every system by every metric. Wealth of wealthy people. Prosperity of prosperous trade with trading people opportunities uh, for the people that have the opportunities uh, clean houses for those with cleaning crews uh, 
goes, isn't that better than this revolution thing? He goes, isn't it? It's cleaner. He goes, look at all this dust, even on these stormtroopers. They're not shiny. And then we, this part was so hilarious, but it was so hilarious that you could lean into it. He goes, let me see the baby. Grief goes, he's asleep. And then I think it was just this one line made it work. Uh, he goes, I'd like to see the baby. Grief goes, he's asleep, dude. And he goes, oh, we'll be quiet. Uh, it was just cry. It's a really, and then he goes, oh boy. And he says, open the plant pram, by the way, I'm not a, a sucker. And he just happens to get a call right then, which really works out. Uh, so he gets a call, goes, uh, excuse me. Let me see what he says. Uh, I don't mean to be rude. I got to take this call though. It's my boss. Uh, then Mando gets ready for his move. There's actually a salt and pepper shaker on the bar. I think a grinder. Grief goes, you got one chance. And Kara says, there's way more troopers than we expected. He goes, what can I tell you? Nothing's, nobody's perfect, right? Yeah, let's see. Currently sleeping. Oh, they, they, then the boss who, you know, we see, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Get him off Gideon. Says, where's the baby? He goes, currently sleeping, I think. Uh, then we see this one thing that, uh, it was strange, I guess, when you think about the value, but I mean, maybe they had some precision, something going on and they take out, a, a Werner and his crew, Moff Gideon does the empire, uh, like a total bust or something. And, but he leaves care of grief in, uh, Mando and the baby. And so they get ready. They say, what just happened? Uh. Was that a double cross? I mean, that's what I thought at first. And we see these uh, stormtroopers in black. I don't know exactly what you call those. Uh, uh, serious troopers. Uh, then a transport pulls up with a ton more stormtroopers. Uh, they get off. Uh, they ha- they're clean. They have shiny. They're like, uh, Kara's like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, so then all of them are gathered. So it's like a, no, ch- like so outnumbered, like 80 to 1. Maybe even a well, maybe like sixty to one. And then Mando, classic mistake. He calls. He goes, "Quill, you at the ship? Uh, you taking that slow moving blurg there? Uh, get out of here. Get on the ship and go." Of course, they have the phones tapped. Uh, so the speeder bike troopers hop on their bikes and take off. Uh, and then we have a t- ticking clock. A quick one, quickly ticking. So we have the showdown, we have them cornered and trying to figure out what's next. Then we have a, uh, X or not an X-wing tie fighter come in and it does some fancy landing moves. Oh boy, is it fancy the landing moves. Uh, uh, then we have the race to the ship. Uh, oh, the wings fold on it. That's what I mean. The fancy landing wings, uh, uh, even kicks up so much dirt, grief, carcass, b- b- coughs. Uh, then we have uh, Blurg and Quill trying to get back to the ship. They're almost there, of course. Oh, of course. And then we have the roof of the TIE fighter opening slowly. Oh, that's when you say, holy, loco. And, uh, he's got kind of like a Vader outfit going. I don't know if that's what all moths wear and a cloak and a glare that we haven't seen since what season five, uh, he goes, you have something I want. And they go, who is this guy? 
And you might have think you know what you're doing, but you don't. Uh, you know, you don't even know who you're messing with. Uh, and Amanda goes, are you back at the ship? Uh, they're on to us. Uh, then we see another sequence of the, of the chase going on. And he goes, I already got you. He goes, uh, the baby is going to be mine. Uh, then we have another chase, uh, chase segment. He says, is he going to make it? Very attention. Mando calling. Uh, the door going down. And he says, this means more to me than you'll ever know. This baby oh so. Mando gives one more quick thing back, and then we realize it didn't. Well, at first you think maybe there's one other thing, but if you really watch like five or six times, you realize uh, the speeder bikers ended up catching up and uh, saying, hey, don't you want to ride on a speeder bike, oh so? We have, and then Oso says, I guess I'll try it. Uh, and Quill and the Blurg, they decide to take a break. Uh, and, uh, they say, well, we'll go visit the big farm. Cause we want to see those other two blurgs that went with the birds, the big farm. And you will, uh, you'll, you'll ever know. Uh, yeah. Quill out. Then there's mist. Uh, then there's, uh, what does that say? Cliffhanger. Oh, the episodes, I said, what's a cliffhanger? Uh, but yeah, it was a cliffhanger of an episode. Then there was about, I think there was either 13 or 14 paintings at the end. Uh, so there was that and, uh, you know, let's look, let's go ahead and look up some stuff that came up in the episode. All right. So a couple of things came up. Uh, one thing was at the beginning, uh, I think your grief carcass is, uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still not at the big farm in the sky. Uh, which reminded me of the Pearl Jam song, I'm Still Not at the Big Farm in the Sky, also known as Alive, uh, which I guess, I don't know if that's, old, like, if, I don't know if that's considered oldies or not. I'm not being, I'm not kidding either, uh, but uh, it was a song by the American band Pearl Jam on their debut album 10, which came out in 1991. So I guess it's not 20, was that 2001? Oh, it's not quite 30 years ago, but holy. Uh, Alive uh, is a, it was originally an instrumental called The Dollar Short. was on a demo tape where they were looking for a lead singer. Eddie Vedder got a copy of the tape, wrote, wrote lyrics uh, that kind of described a fictionalized account uh, of his childhood and his relationship with his father. Uh, it charted at number 16 in the UK and number 9 in Australia. It was the only uh, Pearl Jam song to receive a certification from the British phonographic industry, going silver, 200,000 copies, top 20 in Belgium, Ireland, Netherlands, and New Zealand. The single was only available through import in the U.S., so it didn't chart in the U.S. Uh, uh, Remixed versions. So Stone Gossard wrote the music for the song while he was still a member of Mother Love Bone. And, uh, he said, uh, Andrew Wood sang it, uh, for a little while. And then Gossard and Jeff Ament, uh, started working with Michael McCready. They're trying to form a new band. And that was one of five, uh, uh tracks on their demo tape. Uh, Eddie Vetti, Eddie Vedder started listening. He was uh, working as a petroleum guy for a petroleum company in San Diego. And he said he listened to it and they went surfing. 
and then record, saw the lyrics, recorded it, sent it back. Uh, then they invited him to join the band. Uh, then the first they were called Mookie Blaylock was the name of the band. Uh, and they recorded it live during a demo session at London Bridge Studio. Uh, it would later appear on their debut album, 10, and the promotional live EP. Uh, it's in A minor. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, it's a trilogy of songs like a, about a Vetter, uh, mini opera, uh, Alive Once in Footsteps, uh, about uh, complicated stuff. Uh, and uh, let's see. It uh, even came out in a Coca-Cola pop music sampler in 1991. And, yeah, so, and there was a video directed by John Taft. Uh, it's a black and white video of a performance uh, from Seattle. Uh, so uh, some of it's even, the drumming is actually the clip from the video rather than from the record version. Uh, which didn't even include their current drummer or the drummer at the time the song was recorded. And yeah, so it's a little bit about a link to it. It just made me think, because uh, he says, I'm still alive. Uh, also, uh, he says, a man of honor, which made me think of the Game of Thrones episode, A Man Without Honor. And I said, what was that, in season one, season two? I looked it up, it was season, oh, it was season two. Holy dyslexia. I thought it said... So I looked it up. I said, what was in season two, season three? So here's a little insight into my life. I've been, for the past couple hours, I was so confused because uh, I looked it up, but then I, what do you call it, transposing numbers. So I thought it was episode seven, season two. And I said, really, that's how many episodes, how many seasons were there at Game of Thrones? I thought there was only seven or eight. There must be like 10. Uh, because, you know, this is an early season. And I was like, wait, Talissa, Rob, uh, Rose, uh, or Agreet, uh, 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 and Mom, uh, everybody's in this episode, like Tywin. So I was really mixed up. So I guess it's not a relief because then I said, wow, I must have forgot a lot about those first seasons. Uh, that'll be great when I rewatch it. But now... So a little bit of a relief and a letdown. So second season, the seventh episode of the second season, which makes sense because it leads up to uh, the conclusion. It causes the conclusion of the second season. Uh, but it, the name of the episode comes from Caitlin Stark uh, saying, you're a man without honor uh, to Jamie. As written by Benioff and Weiss, directed by David Nutter, came out before the podcast existed, Sleep With Me, at least, uh, May 13, 2012. Uh, so it was at the conclusion of this season that I thought about starting to record the podcast based on the, this uh, series, this season, but I didn't do it. Wait, what month was it? So it was like a late uh, spring. So it takes place in a couple of different places. King's Landing, Sansa's uh, living like married to Joffrey. So that's not great. Uh, oh, no, no, wait. She's not married to Joffrey yet, but she's engaged to Joffrey, I guess. Uh, uh, Stannis' fleet is headed towards King's Landing. Uh, John's beyond the wall. He's hanging with a greet. Uh, uh, and... Uh, 
then they uh, get caught by the wildlings at Harrenhal. Uh, Arya's undercover with Tywin. Uh, Sir Gregor's uh, still Sir Gregor. Uh, in the West, uh, Jamie's been caught by Rob. Uh, Jamie gets out, gets recaught. Uh, I think, I guess at some point, Caitlin uh, lets him go. I think maybe not in this episode, though. Uh, Danny's in Karth. Uh, uh, let's see, Sir Jorah. Uh, oh, this is when they have to deal with the, uh, like the wizards. Uh, uh, and there's a lot of, and it's, hey, yeah, yeah, there's like a, a whole thing. Uh, Danny overcomes the wizards, basically, and then they get out of there. In Winterfell, Osha, Bran, Rickon, and Hodor, H- Hordor, H- H- Hordor, uh, they take off, uh, and they ditch Theon, uh, who's really embarrassed, uh, and Theon even fakes that, uh, he fakes that they didn't lose them. It was watched by 3.69 American households when it first came out. And then about a, almost a million in the UK on Sky Atlantic. It was second uh, highest rated broadcast in the UK that week. Oh, that channel, Sky Atlantic, uh, is a 92% on a Rotten Tomato. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so this is a good episode. I just remember, I like that title, Man Without Honor. Now, this episode is called Reckoning, which reminded me of, a, this definitely is an oldies, I guess, at this point, an REM album called Reckoning. They came out in 84. They probably didn't get into it, like, listening to it, maybe not even until the aughts. Uh, really, it has some really good songs on it, uh. It was the second album by R.E.M. Uh, let's see. It was recorded in uh, North Carolina. It tried to capture the sound of R.E.M.'s live performances. Uh, used binaural, binaural recording on some tracks. Let's see. It was after their debut album was critically acclaimed. They started working on their second album. Uh, they were writing a lot. Uh, they were going through a streak. Peter Buck said they were writing like two good songs a week. Uh, uh, but the recording sessions were difficult for a lead singer who was worn out by the tour, previous tour. So they were having trouble getting usable vocal tracks. Uh, but yeah, a couple of songs. Let's look at the songs because uh, oh, those are review scores. End of Reckoning. I guess they made a movie about it. I was just trying to see if I could see packaging. So I'll link to this article from Wikipedia. But side side one has, uh, there's a a South Central Rain, but then I love these two songs. I love uh, Pretty Persuasion and Don't Go Back to Rockville. I really like both those songs a lot, just in case you're wondering. Uh, those are like two REM songs, and I know they had way more popular and probably better written songs, uh, but those are two songs, uh, that I really can listen to, uh, that one, and then what's the one, Boxcars Are Turning, that has another title, but, uh, those three songs, British Persuasion, Don't Go Back to Rockville, uh, so definitely listen to those, check check those out. Okay, how about Ankylosaurus? This is from LiveScience.com. 
article from May 10th, uh, 2017 by Joseph Castro, five facts about the Ankylosaurus. Uh, so let's get these five facts. Are they buried in the article? Well, Ankylosaurus lived on low-lying plants. Uh, it uh, it had a big tail. It could have had, it might have been flat and triangular, but it, it particularly in movies is like a club-like. And it was armored, uh, massive knobs and plates known as ostroderms. Uh, could only go uh, six miles an hour. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, let's see. I think a couple other things. Uh, it uh, It's called that just because it had, it was like a tank. Uh, it means fused lizard in Greek because its uh, bones and skulls and other parts were fused, making it extremely rugged. Lived in the late Cretaceous period, 65.5 million to 66.8 million. And roamed the western United States and Alberta, Canada. Uh, they did downsize it a bit as they've been analyzing uh, uh, stuff. The largest one was 25.5 feet uh, long and 5.6 feet wide. And it could have weighed up to four metric tons covered in armor. So that was another one. Here's another thing to check out. I'll just, it's Custer State Park. That's, it's on the edge of the Badlands. And I'll just r- r- link to it. It does have 1,500 free roaming bison. Uh, and then it's near uh, Wind Cave, Mount Rushmore, Jewel Cave, uh, uh, Crazy Horse National Monument and Badlands National Park. Uh, so, and that's a, but it's a South, uh, South Dakota State Park. It, if you're looking for a great, uh, combination, like two days, uh, if you're, especially if you're driving, that area is just amazing or longer, you know. Okay. How about some words for the SAT for those students? Devoid, D-E-V-O-I-D, devoid. Uh, it's from the obsolete, uh, and it means uh, empty, having none of, completely without. That's an adjective. Uh, as a verb, uh, to empty out or remove, devoid. Uh, oh, wow, anagrams they have in here. Vadi, voided. Devoid and voided uh, are anagrams. That's uh, good to know. I'll never remember that. Uh, that's devoid. Floatsome, floatsome actually comes up as floatsome and jetsum. Floatsome, though, it's spelled F-O-L, no, F-L-O-T-S-A-M, flotsam. It's the remains of a, a ship floating or stuff that's been discharged from a boat on the ocean or the sea. In space, it could be, you know, anything, I guess. A collection of items or fragments of little importance or considered to be of little worth. Uh, dregs, I guess, is a synonym, according to that. Uh, so that's floatsum and jetsum. Uh, then Star-Lord, I'll just link to that, because his name is Peter Quill, not Quail, Quail. Uh, but that's a fictional superhero in Marvel Comics. Uh, first appeared uh, Marvel Preview uh, number four in 1976. Uh, it becomes a, like an interplanetary uh, policeman, according to this, uh, mantle of Star-Lord. And, you know, is uh, famous now uh, because uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy. 
and portrayed by Chris Pratt. Uh, so definitely worth uh, checking out. But yeah, been around since the 70s. Uh, maybe that's why he likes the music in the movies. Uh, let's see, his abilities. He's a human Spartoi hybrid. Enhanced strength, durability, longevity. He has an advanced suit. He's a master tactician and commander, except in the movies. Uh, good at hand-to-hand combat, martial artist, uh, use of technology, flight via jet boots, and a helmet uh, that uh, you know does a lot of stuff. So that's Peter Quill, not Quail, Quail, Quail. I think. Uh, and then finally, hackles. That's another word you might be able to use. H-A-C-K-L-E-S, hackles. Uh, according to Wikipedia, the rectile plumage in the hair or hair in the neck area of some birds and mammals, the hackles. Uh, so the hair on the back of your neck, that's a hackle. And they stand up uh, when you're having a you know, response. Uh, so uh, raised hackles. You've raised my hackles. Uh, Okay, and then uh, I'm going to turn it over really quick to Wendy Marstrap. Hey, everybody, this is Wendy Marstrap. I'm here with my Dewey Dewback, uh, my Dewback Dewey. Sorry about that. And I wanted to talk to you tonight just about ice planets. Uh, this season opened on an ice planet, and Hoth is another uh, famous ice planet. And I just wanted to give you a couple facts from Wikipedia about ice planets. In case you're planning on visiting one in the future, I don't know why you would. Unless you have a lot of stuff, uh, ice planets are a theoretical exoplanet with uh, an icy surface of volatiles, water, ammonia, or methane. Uh, planets consist of a global cryosphere and it could be small icy worlds of a solar system or moons or Europa, Triton, a dwarf planets like Pluto or Eris, or smaller solar system bodies. Uh, they usually are uh, uh, composed of, oh, we said that, well, it could be carbon monoxide or other volatiles, depending on the surface temperature. Ice planets would have surface temperatures below 260 degree, degrees Kelvin, negative 13 degrees Celsius if composed of water, uh, 180 degrees Kelvin if uh, CO2, and ammonia would be 80 degrees Kelvin, which is a negative 193 degrees Celsius, uh, oh, if methane. Uh, on the surface, uh, they don't seem very hospitable uh, like to life on Earth because they're cold. And uh, But a lot of them have subsurface oceans. It could be warmed by internal heat or tidal forces from another nearby body that could be habitable. Uh, and then, you know, you could, you know, humans could bring stuff like on Hoth or the beginning of this episode or on your earthly poles. Oh, let's just look here. Ice planets and science fiction. Uh, there's been the Hoth in the Empire Strikes Back, uh, Gethin in the Left Hand of Darkness, uh, Fikina in Star, Ficina in Star Fox, uh, the Ancient Mesa in F-Zero, and uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, then there's also Lava Planets, uh, which we've seen in the, uh, oh, Mustafar, but also uh, Navarro. 
Solar and Star Fox, Firefield and F-Zero, Pyronite and Ben-10, Excalibia and Star Trek. Um, And those are silicon beings there. There's ocean planets. There's a lot of stuff. Ocean planets. We saw an ocean planet. Oh, no, that was a moon. That was Endor. Oh, no, that was a moon of Endor. Correct? Uh, Well, anyway, folks, this is Wendy Marstrap saying, if you bring, if you visit a nice planet, bring a coat, please. And a lot more than that. Uh, From Dewey Nye, good night. All right. I want to thank everybody that supported the show on Patreon recently. Aaron, Nick, and Connie. Thanks, 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 and good night. Virginia, Ty, and Jesse. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Montana, Mika, and Valerie. Thanks, 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 and good night. Christine, Nia, and Naomi. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Hazel, Leon, and Katie. Yeah, thanks, 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 and good night. Uh, Pampus, uh, Layla, and Anatoly. Thank you. Thanks, 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 and good night. Chris, Teresa, and Joanna. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Karen, Abby, and Nolan. Thank you. Thanks, 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 and good night. Martha, Chris, and Alicia. Uh, thanks, 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 and good night. Renee, Jesse, and Blaine. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Sh- Shannon, Magpie, and Karen with a Y. Thanks, 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 and good night. Sarah, Shibin, and Aaron. Thank you. Thanks, 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 and good night. Uh, David, Tiffany, and St- Seth. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Stephanie, Rachel, and Allison. Thank you. Thanks, 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 and good night. Vincent, Olivia, and Paul. Uh, thanks, 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 and good night. Mark, uh, Sarah, and uh, Aaliyah, thanks, thanks, and good night. And John, thank you, thanks, 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 and good night. Thanks, everybody who supports the show. The podcast exists as a free podcast. Can people support the show or support the sponsors? Buy our merch. Thank you, everybody does that. And we grow as a podcast because people that just spread the word naturally if it comes up or bring, you know, say, hey, well, this is a podcast I use, uh, or this is my experience with it, uh, and you show them how. And here's a podcast from Night Vale Presents I want you to know about. Thanks. Good night, everybody. All right, everybody. This is a week in review or week or month in review, actually. Uh, this comes at the end of Sleep With Me. And uh, I think from now on, I'll just put it in the bonus feed of Sleep With Me Plus, unless there's like an update uh, that's pressing. So if you're on Sleep With Me Plus, make sure, you know, you can all, you can do everything from the main page at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. If you log in, uh, once you go to that page, you'll have access to all of your podcasts uh, uh, from Sleep With Me Plus. You could change your payment method, change your membership, join the Discord. All that happens just on that one page. It's just two clicks to add your podcast, your podcast app. And depending on what tier you're on, you have access to three or four uh, Sleep With Me Plus podcasts. So make sure to do that. That's at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. And if you're listening to the free show... You may have heard me in other messages. We're really looking right now for one um, percent uh, of listeners to support the show, who listen to the free podcast on a regular basis. Uh, it'll change the trajectory of sleeping me for you and ninety nine other people. Uh, but you also get all the sweet stuff I'm going to talk about. I also encourage the Sleeping Me Plus listeners to have a dedicated podcast app just for Sleep With Me Plus content. 
and then keep your whatever podcast app you use for your daytime podcasts and just try out a new app. There's tons of great free podcast apps out there. But yeah, I'm going to run through Sleep With Me Plus, uh, what's come out in the past month. I'm going to start with the bonus episodes uh, in the bonus feed. And uh, looks like the last episode that came out was uh, Tea With Bernie. That was April 27th. That's this new series that people really love. Welcome to Scooterville. And that's a posty special edition episode. Uh, then we had a bonus episode, depending on what the Boar Friends and Boar Besties, uh, where I talk about the video game Space Quest and play it. Uh, then on April 13th, we had another Welcome to Scooterville episode, Underground Picnic Munch episode. So, and then a Fearless Flyer episode came out in the, at the end of March. So a lot of cool stuff. Uh, May will have stuff and then subscriber summer stuff uh, coming out in the all intro and all night episode podcast uh, for those people, boar friends and boar besties. Uh, we uh, were try we tested out like this new thing without theme music and uh, got great feedback on that. So thank you everybody that upgraded to an annual pledge or took advantage of that uh, uh, thing we're doing so yeah we had all intros come out on may 2nd uh an all night episode came out um that's all night um wait it comes out tonight uh today's thursday that i'm recording this yeah so that comes out tonight all night uh tng and cut new idea there if you listen to that um i think we have one more one or two more all night tng episodes to do uh, then we had a couple all-intro episodes uh, come out, uh, May 2nd, uh, April 18th, uh, uh, April 11th was All Night Make Great Pets, uh, and all-night intro on April 3rd, April, March 20th, and Make Great Pets Part 1 on March 13th. Uh, then the story-only feed and in the ad-free feed, uh, both of those. We had uh, Sushi Go board game unboxing came out last night. Uh, our watch of Bring It On uh, Part 2 came out on Sunday. And it wasn't until <laughs> after these episodes were like uh, that I learned that it was, oh, an, not another teen movie, that uh, the, the parody part from Bring It On that the phrase that got stuck in my head is from only took three different episodes about bringing on for me to find out <laughs> wasn't in any of the episodes of bringing on but a great time to reflect on bringing on and i didn't realize that uh kirsten dunce would be like uh, back in the spotlight in a cool way so cool cool timing uh for that uh then we had alba salix episode three came out fairy cake woods uh, multiplex cuckoo for cuckoo 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 for cuckoo for cocoa cuckoo for cuckoo clocks uh, episode seven our matrix crossover with the novelizers came out april 24th april 21st was birds and buds uh, which was alba salix episode two i've been getting a lot of emails of people that really like the alba salix content and again yeah and some people are not every episode's for everybody uh, and that's usually what happens is, uh, like, uh, 
for every three episode, emails I get to that is somebody's favorite episode, I get one email that was somebody's least favorite episode. That's just kind of the way it works with uh, stuff. That's why we work so hard as a team to um, invest the time to be able to keep this all this selection going and even adding on selections. But if you really believe in Alba Salix, uh, we are paying them uh, to use their content. So uh, consider uh, supporting the show or uh, like being like, okay, like let me become an annual supporter because that's going to enable us to do that. We're, we're, we're doing all three seasons of Alba Salix. So uh, as we roll on from here, so, um, and yeah, and then uh, Multiplex episode six, bringing on part one and then bringing on intro and then the bringing on intro. So that's everything we did in the past uh, month or so. If you want to support the work we do here, uh, consider supporting the show on Sleep With Me Plus, uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. If you're not into a position to financially support the show, but you want to support the podcast, there's two great ways to do that. Check out our sponsors, test out a sponsor, test out a free trial, or refer people to the show. We just had two people across the three referral uh, threshold, which gets them three months of ad-free and story-only podcasts. So consider doing that. Thanks so much.